Hey friends, this is Sugbury, and I am the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so thankful that you even found us amongst all of the podcasts of this world. I've got a great show coming up for you, and if you enjoyed it, will you do me a favor? Wherever you're listening to your podcast, would you rate it? Um, hopefully it's going to be a five. Why do we do this? Because it allows us to rise up amongst all of the other podcasts. And why do we want to rise up? So we can bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the darkest corners of the world. So would you partner with us, rate the show each and every time that you listen to your podcast, and I will love you even more for it. This is Sugbury, over and out. Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? tell you, we're going to get right to it today. We've got way too much content, way too much to talk about. And honestly, it's one of those shows that I selfishly want to know this stuff for myself. I hate to say that. So what is our topic for today? Our topic for today is staying safe in today's crazy world. My name is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And I got to tell you, this is a hot topic for women. We are often concerned and worried about our security in this crazy world. I mean, it could be in a mall where somebody cracks out a gun. could be at home where someone breaks into your house. could be up at school where your children, you want them to be safe. So today we're talking about security. This is part two. I want you guys to know that. Part two, go back to part one, listen, listen to the opening, get to know our guests and who they are. But let me just briefly welcome, if I could for a moment, Simon and Courtney Osimo. Welcome to the show. I'm so thankful you came back. Thanks, Thank you for having us back. Good, good. We've got tons of content for you. So I'm going to just be a little bit briefer on the bio. Go back to part one to listen. Courtney is a business manager. She leads behind-the-scenes operations and special projects that ensures all functions run smoothly. She has 15 years of combined experience in business management, and not only that, she's on our Him for Her Mentorship program. She's one of our fabulous mentors who work with the women. Welcome, Courtney. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Shoah. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you came on. Simon, her husband, is a little romantic in here. (laughs) Simon, he's got just the longest bio. It's fabulous. He's so well uh, knowledge just oozing out of every pore of his body on security, and so I can't wait for you guys to listen in. Um, He is the founder of Kingswood Security Consulting and the Worship Security Association, WSA. He has worked in organized crime. He's worked in London as a detective. He's been at the Mall of America, heading up the security there as well. Um, He's created all sorts of books. One of them is called Securing Church Operations. Um, He's a former vice president for the FBI, Minneapolis Citizens Academy Alumni Association, and the list goes on and on. What is he doing on the show? We're blessed, ladies. So listen up. He's got a ton of experience and a great ba- background. Simon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us back. Yeah, yeah. I just am so thankful that you both are here. And again, go back to part one and listen in if you didn't hear the full bio. So we're going to jump right in. Last time we talked about safety at home. We talked about safety on the internet and cybersecurity. And today we're going to talk about safety in the workplace, 
safety in public. And we're also going to talk about women's instincts and how not to look like a victim. Should you carry a gun? Let's get right into it. Okay, so let me ask this question, if I could have you, Simon. Tell us a little bit about being safe in our workplace. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is alienate half your listeners. I'm going to talk about females in the workplace okay. because you know, that's why we're here. So, yep. you know, the, the first thing, and Courtney will talk, touch about this a bit later about using your intuition, but you know, when you leave your home and go to work, you are very vulnerable. You know, most mass um, shootings incidents occur at um, schools, they occur at workplaces because the husband, the, the wife, you know, they, they know where each other's going to be. Um, in a school, I know where my child's going to be if there's a non-contact order. So I want to start from the point of you're vulnerable when you go to the workplace. So being planned and prepared, you want to think about, well, where am I sitting in the workplace? You know, where are the doors? If I need to leave quickly, what does that look like? I'm a big person when I go into somewhere and they might say first day, here's your cube, this is where you're going to sit. Well, I'm thinking, well, I actually want to sit over there because that's closer to to a door. So one of the things I'd say about workplace safety is having the confidence to to say that, you know, you want to be closer to a door. The reason why, if something bad happens, you can run and, and flee the danger. Um, you know, a second thing about the workplace, for particularly for, for women, is that, uh, a real big thing that I see is a failure to report sort of unusual um, or sort of those sort of strange behaviours from, from men. Sure. And re- I really want to encourage your, your, your listeners, Shug, that, you know, you've got to go to human resources. You've got to tell someone, you know, if there's unwanted attention, you know, you don't have to open any, you know, just go on Google and type in, you know, stalkers and these sure. sort of stuff. You know, sadly, these people are out there and it always starts with behaviours. So to keep yourself safe in the workplace, make sure that you are talking to people, having open, honest conversations. If you feel uncomfortable, you know, talk to HR and talk to friends and take some type of positive action. That's mm. your sort of your plan and, and your preparedness. Mm. Good to know. Good to know. I think a lot of women, don't you agree, Courtney, we start to feel like, did I bring that on? Or did right. I imagine that? Or right. what if I say yeah. something and he gets fired? You right, know? right. And and that that is the truth. And, and sometimes that guilt kind of um, eats away at your brain, but it's better to say something and, sure. and be wrong and be a little embarrassed maybe than sure. to have something bad happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, well, what we've talked about workplace. Everybody's going to be sitting by the door now. All, of, all, the, all the vestibules yeah, yeah. are going to be right by the right. door. Um so tell us, let's talk a little bit about being safe in public and some of those different scenarios. Right. So staying safe in public, I mean, in the in the extreme situation of an active shooter or an act of violence, you know, there, you hear, you might have heard on the, the news or the media, the options run, hide, and fight. Mm-hmm. And what I want to... Run, hide, and fight. Yes. Okay. And what I want to stress here is that this isn't an order, run, hide, and fight. It's an op- These are the menu of options that you have in these situations. Okay. So kind of breaking them down, run... If you have the opportunity to run from the danger that you're that you're foreseeing that you're going to face, you run. You run for your life and you don't look back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difficult thing about about the run is that sometimes you might have to leave people behind if you're with friends or your family. I mean, as a mother, I would never want to leave my kids. Yeah. And I never would. But yeah. uh, that's kind of a diff- difficult situation that you're in if you have to run from, let's say, an active shooter or mm-hmm. somebody who's trying to harm you. Um, hide. Hide you can only do if you can lock the door and you can't be seen. You know, think of when you're a child playing hide and seek. You can't, you know, you can't cover your eyes and say, I, I can't see you, you can't see me. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to hide where the assailant can't see you, they haven't seen you. You have to be able to lock that door and hide from them. From so, like, that. under a desk isn't going to work? Well, if, I guess, like, if in, you know, under a desk if they haven't seen you, if they're out in the hallway and you can lock the doors that you're, where you're in. If sure. you're in, like, a cubicle, you can hide under your desk and you can lock those doors. Yeah. And that's an option. Hmm. And... 
then that kind of leads us to fight. And fight is, you know, actually physically fighting for your life. Um, if you can't run or you can't hide, you have to be ready. And this is a question that I'm going to ask some of your listeners too. Could you actually see, we talked a lot about in part one, the body um, cannot go where the mind hasn't been. Mm -hmm. So can you actually see yourself grabbing a fire extinguisher and somebody and bashing somebody in the head with it? Can you see sure. your, are you able to do that? Uh, if you can't, you know, do you need more training in that area or is that something you need to work on? But actually physically going there in your mind and saying, okay, well, if I have to fight, I'm fighting with everything yeah. I've got. And the circumstance that you're in will dictate, you know, which response you have, if it's going to be the run height of the fight. So you have to, but you don't have a whole lot of time and you're, you know, it's a, it's a difficult situation to be in. So you have to just do one and, and, and stick with it really. Well, and our theme really is on both of these shows, plan, prepare, and protect. And mm -hmm. then the reference that Courtney is speaking to is the Marine quote we talked about in the first show, which is the body cannot go. Think about this. The body cannot go where the mind hasn't been. And so three seconds from draw to first shot. Um, and so we need to think, we need to plan, we need to, um, I think we need to be trained. So can they go on your website and sign up for things to be trained, Courtney? Yeah. Yep. There's, well, we have the physical training too, um, which we mentioned in the first show that we partner up with somebody to do that. But and, also, and what's your website so they can look So up? this kingswoodsc.com is the Kingswood website. Okay. And then the actual training video platform um, is the worshipsecurity.org. Okay. Worshipsecurity.org. And that's where you can subscribe. Um, for a really affordable price and get all of these training videos at your at the click of a button at your at your service where meet you where you're at you're at home right. or you're at your workplace yeah um, so that's one really big mm. benefit of having that ready great mm -hmm. great what else do we need to know about being out in public well you know it's it's at bars restaurants things similar to what Simon said about the workplace is that you want to sit by an exit you know if, if okay if somebody's coming and you kind of think if somebody's coming in that front door i can go out this back door usually kitchens have emergency exits behind them just kind of being aware i mean none of this is really meant to scare you but just to be aware you don't have to be paranoid everywhere you go but just say okay well if something were to happen this is this is an option that i have sure. don't sit with your back towards the and door usually that's my least favorite place to sit i like if they put us there i'm like can i have the table in the middle of the room yeah because it's cold i mean that's why yeah. i'm like i'm cold i don't here. want to see the dishes going in and out right or, right yeah. or be by the bathrooms or whatever but oh that's a that's a killer that's yeah. a deal breaker <laughs> <laughs> i mean nobody wants to be that way but if you just having your eyes on the door, I think is a big thing. We went out for dinner the other the other week for Simon's birthday, and he had his back towards the door, and I could tell he was a little bit shifty about it. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, I got it. I can see. I feel vulnerable right now because I can't see the door, yes. and that is part of what we're talking about: is that awareness. You know, the fact I even acknowledged that mm -hmm. I knew that I was in a vulnerable position, so I mm -hmm. tried to position my body around. So um, we're not necessarily saying these things won't happen to me when I'm sat in a restaurant, but it's given me opportunity to see it. And take action. You know, mm -hmm. I can't act if it's too late when, when when someone's assaulted me or whatever's happened. Courtney, you must feel super safe when you guys go on a date. Well, I guess usually. <laughs> I, love I love it. Okay, what else in the public? Well, and we anything about? else? Just you know, parking in well-lit areas because, like we said before, we the assailants don't like to be seen. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be out in the light. So to have just parking well at area, it's something to think about if you're going, let's say, a happy hour, meeting friends at four o'clock when it's mm -hmm. light, and you leave at six o'clock when it's dark in the winter time. Am I going to be walking to my car alone in the dark? Yeah. yeah. So just thinking, having that forefront, at, um, having that thought at the forefront of your brain, or even parking next to large vehicles and vans, there is an option there that you could be bundled and thrown into that van. Oh. Um, 
and and it's some, if you do this every time, it sounds you know quite shocking, and, and obviously not every time you park next to a van you're sure. gonna. But just to have that thought, well, that that could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we were talking about too that if you do these every time, you're gonna be aware. Okay, every time I go into the Target parking lot, um, I'm not gonna park. I'm gonna park in a safe spot yeah. as close to the front as I can, yeah. around other like you know similar vehicles. So that that won't open me up to that vulnerability. And I think it's important, too, to know some self-defense. I mean, what can you do to help you get away? And I know that they can go on your website. They can look these mm-hmm. things up. They can sign up. I encourage listeners to please do this. Repeat your website for us again. Uh, worshipsecurity.org okay. and kingswoodsc.com. Ladies, if you're just tuning in, this is Shugbury, Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And today's hot topic is a crazy one. It's staying safe in today's crazy world with shootings, with uh, being street smart, with knowing what's going on. We're covering a ton of topics um, in this short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else on public, being out in public, that you want me to know before I move on to my next thought? Um, Just being aware of people around you, too. If somebody's Mm -hmm. loitering around your car, if they're there when you get there, and then if they're still there when when you're leaving, you know, that's that's weird. Having there might be a valid reason, and usually there is. Well, what is. do you do then? Okay, you gotta eventually get. Do you go back in? You go. I would go, go back in. I would go back in and kind of feel the situation. Watch, call somebody. Sure. Say, you know, or have somebody walk you out to your car. A security member of security on the usually on the staff. security will do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a big one. Is it? You just go into Target and saying, you know, it's late at night. It's eight mm-hmm. o'clock and it's dark in the in the fall. You know, can someone walk me to my car? Yeah. Again, you're removing the opportunity for that offender to then attack you because there's someone else with you. So it's, it's really about remove an opportunity for them you know i used to think it was always in the dark but you know as i'm watching the news shootings are happening earlier and earlier and earlier in the day so you just always got to be on guard ladies and be Mm -hmm. aware of your circumstances when i was being raised my parents used to tell me to take my keys and put them between my fingers like a jab them one yeah but nowadays with the remote locks you know you don't have that handy it's not right and that's the thing too with you got the trunk that pops open and um they can say okay that's where she's going and you know so it's just being aware and just making those those decisions. But you can carry pepper spray, you know, if that's something you have to. I know that we're going to get into the the whole. Well, can we can we merge into we can, it yeah, right we now? Can Let's talk about it. Yeah. I got a gun. I got a conceal and carry. I go to the shooting range all the time to make sure that I, I had a dream one night. I forgot how to use my gun. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. we, honey, we got to go to the shooting range. But um, you know, call me crazy, but I like knowing. I have knowledge. I know how to use a gun. It's not, I'm going to be an idiot and not know. And should I ever fire it one day? No, I hope and pray I never have to. But what are some other alternatives? And what, what are your thoughts in general, both of you, about women having a conceal and carry? Well, here's the, the big thing that I was saying here is that when you find yourself in one of these situations, the assailant has the advantage because they know what they're going to do, their plan, they're prepared, you know, and, and they know what their action is going to be. So you're already mm-hmm. at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. One way to, to remove some of your certain advantage is also to have a weapon or a way to defend yourself, whether that is physical um, sort of defensive tactics, you know, physical training. We mentioned that, you know, we can offer for our friend Joe Bazot, mm-hmm. or whether that is, is a firearm. What do you want your response to be? And when we're talking about having a deadly force weapon or firearm, the biggest thing that, that, that I see, and, you know, I, I've got one as well, and Courtney says to me half the time you don't even carry it in, in public, but you've got to think about, you know, could I actually, as Courtney mentioned earlier, you know, could you take a fire extinguisher and ram that in, in someone's face so hard that you might take their life? 
Mm-hmm. And I relate back to the question similar as, could you take out your gun, could you point it towards someone, and could you pull that trigger without even hesitating? And like I said, the, the, the police and, and everyone that operates on this, you know, three seconds from, from draw to first shot. Mm-hmm. That's your best opportunity to survive. So, you know, having a deadly force weapon is only part of the story. You've got to ask yourself, could I... Um, pull that trigger what type of questions do I, do I need to ask and also um you know do i have the right mindset and training you know an example mm-hmm. you know me and courtney have discussed this she knows my young sons know that i carry a firearm i'm removing all that all those questions when i'm in the moment i'm going to do sure. the best decision i can make on the facts in front of me as to whether i draw my gun and then and then fire it i don't have to think about what's my wife going to say you know, if it goes wrong, I end up in prison. What's my six-year-old and nine-year-old going to mm-hmm. say? Because mm-hmm. I've thought about all these things before. So yeah. it, it's okay for anyone to carry a firearm because, you know, that, that's your right here in the U.S. But I really urge you to think about, um, you know, who who else might it affect if something goes wrong yeah. or your life is going to change forever when you, when you do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it then ties into your level of training and competency yes. with, that, with that weapon. And, you know, oftentimes, ladies, too, they can take the gun and use it against you, you know, right. if, you, if you're not ready and prepared and have taken some kind of tactical training to be prepared in this area. Um, you know, it's a real controversial subject. Um, it doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. People who don't carry a gun do carry a gun. Uh, my parents are animately against it. Shug, don't be carrying your gun. Mm. But there are times and situations, especially, you know, since I work with a lot of people who are incarcerated, that yeah. I think it's a really good idea for me personally to be protected and be ready. But there's other alternatives out there as well. What what might be some options that people have besides carrying a gun to protect themselves? Yeah, I mean, there's you know, a, a sort of a, a lesser thing like pepper spray. I think at one point Courtney had some pepper spray in, in her mm-hmm. purse that her, her granddad had given her. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, and then you move on from pepper spray. You know, there's tasers. There's various different there's various different alternatives you can you can have. And I guess the first question I would ask your sort of female listeners is, what do you feel comfortable carrying? Sure. And then what do you want to become proficient in? Yeah. and then focus on that one you know sort of um, method of defense mm-hmm. if it's a, a, you know, a firearm you know a nine millimeter or a 22 whatever it is we'll, we'll find a good weapon for you and become competent users yes. if you if you want it to be uh, a taser we'll go to some police department stores and find out what you can legally carry as a citizen mm-hmm. and then practice with that that's important uh, in, in various different various different situations yeah, yeah. if it just wants to be you know i'm pulling out pepper spray and pointing at someone well you know i i've had pepper spray exposed to me when I was at Mall of America. That is horrible, and I wouldn't recommend it. I've had it in prison. Yeah, Yeah, there was a ruckus that happened, and I was, you know, preaching, and it floated across. And all of a sudden, I see all the inmates, their their shirts are up over their face. I'm like, what are they doing? And all of a sudden, it just hit me. You're right, Simon. It's terrible. So so you can, you know, your options are from doing nothing to carrying a firearm Mm -hmm. and everything in between. I'd encourage your female listeners to say, what do I feel comfortable with? And then seeking advice um, you know, there's lots of female courses out there, mm-hmm. you know, solely geared towards females um, for self-defense, for firearms. So they shouldn't feel intimidated walking to a firearms range if they've never been there before and just saying how I'm interested in, in buying a gun. What would you recommend? What yeah. classes have, have you got? And a lot of ranges will let you rent a gun. And then you can rent it. You go down in uh, in the alley. It's kind of like bowling, ladies. The only thing I can yeah. think of. You know, you've got a, a target there, and then you um, can use it and see if it fits well. Um, I highly recommend that you hire an instructor to help you as well. Go and practice. And, and I know this sounds terrible. This conversation is terrible. Mm. But 
I think the worst thing in the world is for a person to have a gun and they have no idea how to use it and they're going to either injure themselves, their children, or somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take the responsibility to own a gun, you need to know um, and have the integrity to understand how important it is that you know how this gun works. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, I'm one of the things about having a firearm. You know, if um, where we are here in Minnesota, a lot of outdoor ranges. You know, if you ever take off your headset and you mm-hmm. fire your, you know, I've got a nine millimeter. You fire that right, your headset on. That is very loud. Yes. Um, and and just for sound alone is is sort of intimidating. So mm-hmm. people really need to feel comfortable about those environments. You know, you're not going to be at a range with a headset on. You know, you, you do have to practice in these more dynamic situations where you know like i said that three second from draw to mm-hmm. first shot um it's not going you're not going to have a time to get it out your purse yes you know load it put your magazine in pointed and stuff you know it's gonna be, it's gonna be very quick so yeah. your, your training is, is going to be key be, mm-hmm. be committed um to your training if you're going to carry a firearm yeah and ladies i'm sorry that we even have to have this conversation but this is the world we live in and as you know we talk about topics that not everybody talks about on him for her radio women's hot topics and so we can't do this without you. We can't do it without you. If you want us to bring these shows um, to you across the United States, it's a listener-supported show. So please go to our website at himforher, H-I-M, number four, her.org. Click Donate Now. I can't tell you how much. I really appreciate you supporting not only the radio show. That's the first of our five initiatives. But we do speaking around the country. We want to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the darkest corners of the world. The third area is prison ministry, where we go in, our team goes into prisons, shares the gospel, works with the women inside a prison, as well as then the fourth area is um, prison mentoring, which Miss Sweet Courtney comes alongside us, and we mentor women leaving prison. That's really, we need to just walk alongside each other in Christ and encourage each other. And the fifth area is in housing. Yep, we're doing housing because women need a safe place to live once they get released from prison. So please, when you donate, when you give, it goes to all five initiatives. But I'm having a lot of fun on the radio. Are you guys? Yeah. I'm so glad yeah, you're yeah. We, we could talk for hours on I this. Know. I know. I'm still I know. not done. I'm, I'm, I keep looking at the clock, which is over in the corner, and I'm like, oh, I only got a couple minutes left because yeah. I've got so much to, to hear about mm-hmm. from you guys. You know, in uh, Psalm 27, 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I mean, really, people, get out of your heads. Whom shall I fear? If God is for you, who can be against you? So I want you to know that the enemy is in this world, but as long as you use your wits about you, you have some street smarts, and you keep your eyes open and your instincts, you could be safe. Mm -hmm. What else would you like our listeners to know? I think, uh, you know, an important thing to talk about is your instinct, a woman's instinct Mm. in these situations. Um, I'll just keep it really brief, but I read a story uh, about a woman who kind of ignored her instincts and it didn't go well for her. Mm. So uh, Gavin DeBecker, he's an international threat specialist in his book called The Gift of Fear. He talks about a woman who is walking home from the, the store and has all these bags. She can't carry them all. She's kind of struggling to get to her apartment complex. She noticed that the latch on the apartment complex is open. Mm. She thought that's that was the first kind of strange thing she ignored. She proceeds to go in up, the, up on the fourth floor is where she lives, trying to carry all her bags up there. She gets to the third floor, one of her bag busts, a can of cat food actually rolls out, and there's a man, and she hears a man's voice saying, oh, don't worry, I've got it, I'll help you, which is already where somebody's already in her apartment complex. So he says, let me help you with that. No, 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 I've got it. Mm-hmm. But he's persistent, he's good looking, he's charming. Mm-hmm. Um, but that instinct was telling her something's not right. But she kept saying, she kept saying, okay, she handed him the bag. That was kind of that, I trust you at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. 
But then they get to her apartment Ugh. door, and she does break that perimeter that we talked about uh, protecting in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of weasels his way in, charming her all the way, saying, I'm just here for a minute. I'll leave. I'll just help you. I want to help you. I can tell you that you don't trust me, kind of using this, mm-hmm. what we call um, social engineering. It's not like a baiting um, and a manip- sure. manipulation to sure. say, you can trust me. I'm a good guy. Oh, my. And then he unfortunately continues to to uh, sexually assault her for a number of oh hours. She goodness. does escape, but um, oh. it's just that, you know, and then in it, in the story, it does later say she's felt guilty for her suspicion. And I think as a woman, you know, you do it because you want, yeah. we, and we're is in the Bible too. You don't, you want to give, treat everybody equally. You don't yeah. want to pass judgment on mm-hmm. anybody. And as a Christian, you kind of have that mentality too. Sometimes that you want to trust everybody and believe everybody has good intentions, but yeah. sometimes they don't. So if you have those red flags raised to you, you know, mm-hmm. say something to say, nope, I've got it. You know, I'd like you to leave now. Yes. Um, and, and you know, what I've done too is I've stopped and said, stop right there. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. they probably didn't have any intention at all. Right. But I felt awkward and uncomfortable. Sure. And I don't care. Right. I'm to try yeah. to protect myself. Right. Yeah. And who's the, who, yeah. Who, who's this guy to you? You just yeah. met, yeah, I don't, yeah. So like I said, you'd rather be embarrassed mm-hmm. or, or whatever, or just make a noise and you're in an apartment complex, holler for your neighbor or something like that. Yeah. So just just that intuition is important to mm. to recognize. You know, we God gave us intuition. We're there to use it. What is yeah. he What is he asking you to do in these situations? Amen. Well, ladies, we have heard so much about run, hide, fight. I just can't thank our guests enough, Simon and Courtney Osimo, and um, with Kingswood Security. And so I am so excited that you ladies got a chance to listen. Share this with your friends. Let's take care of each other. This is Shugbury. You know I love you. Over and out. Wrong buttons.